everybody. Uh, welcome to Christ Agape Collective, um, our little uh, online church community. And I was reminded the other day that Collective is a gathering of very diverse, unique people um, with their own unique gifts coming together for a common purpose. And again, that's what we are. We are a, a collective. We've got um, all different kinds of people from all different walks of life from all over the country um, that tune in with us, with you, and we just share the good news together in community. So welcome. I think this is, is this the 20th week? This is the 20th week in ordinary time according to the church lectionary. Uh, sometimes we like to follow the lectionary and, and sometimes we vary a little bit. Um, like today, I think our scriptures are going to come from Thursday's lectionary just because they really spoke to both of us and, uh, and what we wanted to share today. So welcome everybody. Um, and you're getting your mic on. I think we're going to start with a responsorial psalm this morning. Um, because it was just awesome. And it is from uh, Psalm 34, and it hops around a little bit, but your part to come in with us is taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Taste so we and taste, see. We remember, and we use all of our five sense, uh, senses that we've been gifted to experience uh, the goodness of yeah. God. And why don't you share with everybody, this might be, you know, we, we do a responsorial psalm, and what do you think the significance of that is by having people participate and repeat that over and over? Well, um, you know, we're doing it together, so I think that um, breeds community and uh, fraternity and also helps us collectively to get um, our minds off of me myself and I mm -hmm. and on to um, God um, and that's always good and that collective mind then unites us in that thought yeah. and then it also reminds your soul yeah you're telling yourself you're hearing it you're speaking it the more senses you can get involved as we know in anything we learn mm -hmm. uh, it's going to stick amen so taste and see the goodness of the, the lord goodness of okay the lord. so let's start and we're going to start with that response together taste, taste and, and see, see the, the goodness, goodness of, of the lord. lord i will bless the lord at all times his praise shall ever be in my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. Together, taste, taste and, and see the goodness, goodness of, the, of Lord. the Lord. The Lord has eyes for the just and ears for their cry. The Lord confronts the evildoers to destroy remembrance of them from the earth. Together, taste, taste and, and see the, the goodness, goodness of, of the Lord. Lord. When the just cry out, the Lord hears them, and from all their distress, he rescues them. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and those who are crushed in spirit, he saves. Taste, Taste and, and see, see the, the goodness, goodness of, of the, the Lord. Lord. Many are the troubles of the just one, but out of them all the Lord delivers him. He watches over all his bones, not one of them shall be broken. Taste and, and see, see the, goodness the goodness of the Lord. Of the Lord. That last one um, was actually a messianic prophecy about mm -hmm. how um, 
when Jesus was on the cross, not one of his bones um, were broken, and that did come to pass. Mm-hmm. Amen. God watched over all his bones. And here the Lord, um, in these scriptures, the word Lord is all in caps, which actually means Yahweh. Mm. I am who I am. I will be who I will be. Amen. This is a good reminder. It's a good <laughs> thing to read and uh, confess over your day and just remind yourself that... Even the righteous go through trouble. Yes. The rain falls Sometimes on the just and the unjust. Especially yeah. the just, you know, because when we speak out, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's against the status quo. It's a, It can be against um, the prevailing uh, political culture. It can be even against sure. what certain churches are teaching. Um, but... Yeah, many are the troubles of the just well, one, but out of them all, the Yahweh delivers. Amen. And there's an old saying that stuff happens. Stuff happens. Stuff happens. And, and if you're human, stuff happens. And stuff happens. That's right. Um, and we'll just leave it at that because mm-hmm. stuff I do is all say, incorporating. Yes. I do want to say, so today, when you're, if you like are eating something particularly yummy and you're like, mm. oh, this is so good, remind yourself, taste and see mm-hmm. the goodness of the Lord. Yeah, it's that, a good reminder. That kind of is a good way to start what we're going to talk about because when you taste, you're reaching out and you're, you're tasting, you're experimenting, you, you're initiating this response towards god and he always promises to respond back even even greater way so keep that in mind that god wants you to taste and receive and experience his goodness goodness and so let's say good morning to a few people we've got taylor and holly faithful good morning morning. guys Uh, great to have you and gwen cure your mom good morning mom is watching. Good morning, Gwen. Uh, great to have you guys. Uh, Taylor says good morning. I shouldn't have called your mom out. You're asking me not to do yeah, that. Yeah, don't now. do that unless people Sorry, say Gwen, something. Sorry, Gwen. I didn't want to embarrass you. But Taylor said good morning. Awesome. And uh, Brian Owen said good morning. So good morning, Brian. Good morning. Good morning, Seabass. If he's I, watching, he may still be sleeping. Well, he says right here. Okay. Yeah. Morning, guys. He said, morning, church family, prayers, and hugs. So virtual Amen. hugs and going right back out. at you. Amen. And we're all praying for Brian. Yes. He's uh, going through some cancer treatment and suffering him and Seabass with some COVID. Yes. So, uh, Everybody, we, please keep uh, them in your prayers. Yeah. Um, Amen. It's... it's that much worse when you already have uh, compounding oh, uh, illness. So, terrible. Terrible. Um, we're just uh, trusting in the good, the mercies of God yep. uh, to overcome you and, and get you through this. Strength for your body, for every cell. Yeah. Amen. So we're going to open up today um, Colossians 1, 26 through 27. We're going to have another scripture that we're going to read out of the message. And uh, just listen to the word of the Lord. This mystery has been kept in the dark for a long time. And the mystery that we're referring to is that mystery of Christ. The incarnation. Incarnation Mm -hmm. of God, the manifest presence of God through Jesus and the sacrifice that was made and the restoration of the relationship between God and man and the whole creation. The entire cosmos. So this mystery that we've been talking about all year um, people were kept in the dark for a long time. They didn't understand, but now it's out in the open. And that's why we're doing what we do. We 
want to share this good news with those that may not have experienced it yet or know about it. Or maybe not have heard it as really good news. So God wanted everyone, not just the Jews, to know this rich and glorious secret inside and out, regardless of their background, regardless of their religious standing. The mystery in a nutshell is just this. Christ is in you. So therefore, you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. That is the substance of our message. Mm -hmm. This is the word of God for the people of God. And we say, thanks Thanks be be to God, God, because that is the substance of our message. That's the good news. Week in and week Christ out. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So wake up. Yeah. Wake up and respond to it. Yeah. Taste and see that the Lord, the Lord is good. Is good. Yeah. So the scripture that was in the lectionary that Don and I keyed in on this week uh, was the parable mm-hmm. of the great feast. And Don's going to read that passage here in a minute. But key in on... Jesus says this a lot. The kingdom of heaven is like... It's like... So he's, yeah. and in other passages, Jesus declared that the kingdom of heaven is now. Mm-hmm. It's right now. The kingdom of heaven is within you. It's here now. It's so. not the sweet by and by. It's not um, a destination after you die. Although that's included because right. it is. It is now. It's all in the past. It's the present. It's all in the future, but we have to, we can only experience it if we're present in the now. The naked now. And that is one of the hardest things to do is just be now. Amen. So he says the kingdom of heaven is like, Mm -hmm. and so keep in mind, we're not talking about an eschatological end time event we're talking about kingdom of heaven is now mm-hmm. experiencing so jesus mm-hmm. is telling this parable to give you a picture of what the kingdom of heaven is like right and he's now. speaking in in human terms in their culture in their day that mm-hmm. they would understand so Absolutely. keep that in mind okay and we well ready? i'm not done yet oh okay so the other thing jesus mentions a lot is the last days Mm-hmm. And the other thing I want to preface this with, this with, is that we are in the last days. You know, there's been what two thousand twenty one years since Jesus walked the earth. But if you want to put that into perspective, just with recorded human history, there was nine thousand or so years prior to that. So think about nine thousand years prior to Jesus, there were human recorded human history, and now that Jesus walked the earth and taught us. We're some 2,000 years into it. So this entire period from the day Jesus walked the earth can be considered the last days. Yeah, which um, the uh, New Testament new believers kind of got confused. Um, You know, Paul taught that, you know, it was imminent. It was any day. They had fully expected to not live out their Mm -hmm. lifespan, but they didn't understand. And And they were wrong. Yeah, And I'm sure we're wrong about a few things. Yeah, and And guess what? (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Okay, All right, read the parable. The parable of the wedding feast. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. And he sent his servants to call those who had previously been invited to the wedding feast, but they refused to come. 
Then he sent out some other servants saying, tell those who have been invited, look, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and fattened calves are butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention. They disregarded the invitation, treating it with contempt and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest of the invited guests seized his servants and mistreated them, insulting and humiliating them and killed them. The king was enraged when he heard this and sent his soldiers and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. So go to the main highways that lead out of the city and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. Those servants went out into the streets and gathered together all the people they could find, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with dinner guests sitting at the banquet table. But when the king came in to see the dinner guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed appropriately in wedding clothes. And he said, friend, how did you come in here without wearing the wedding clothes that we were providing for you? And the man was speechless and without excuse. Then the king said to the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him into the darkness outside. In that place, there will be weeping over sorrow and pain and grinding of teeth over distress and anger. For many are called, invited, and summoned, but few are chosen. And this is from Matthew 22, 1 through 14 in the Amplified. Mm. And I loved what, um, this was, again, like we say, Thursday's uh, lectionary um, for the gospel reading. And I love what the, the little monk at Conception Abbey, you know, gave his little two cents on it. His name is Father uh, Paul Scheller. And mm. This is part of what he had to say in in commentary over this parable. God created the world in all its beauty and wonder, and God created human beings to be in relationship with him. Again and again, he tried to lead humanity closer to himself, but man turned his back on God. Kind of the gist of the whole Bible, almost, Mm -hmm. leading up to Christ. Jesus uses the parable to reveal how much God the Father desires the salvation of all and how indifference and hostility cause the Israelites, God's chosen people, to reject God's loving call. The God of the universe wants to love you and be in personal relationship with you. He fashioned you in the womb. He he has called you from birth and is inviting you to share in the divine life of the most holy trinity. No matter how we have responded to this divine invitation in the past, let's seek reconciliation and turn our hearts to God Mm. who loves us. Amen. And then a little uh, Father, I shouldn't say little, Father uh, Scheller says for this question, you can ask yourself today or maybe this week, how is God offering you and me an invitation Mm. in this moment? Amen. And what what I keyed in on for this week is that the analogy of the garment and Jesus is talking about the wedding feast and he's talking about the these garments and the the people were invited from all walks of life. The good and the bad, the Gentiles, they were not Jewish. All included. Everyone Mm -hmm. was invited Mm -hmm. in to participate in the wedding. And that really speaks to the goodness of God. What a lot of people miss out on in this is that, number one, 
the king being God, he's generous mm -hmm. and he's inviting all to participate oh. and he's killed the fatted calf, he's made the feast, it's a it's a banquet, he wants everyone to participate and taste and see mm -hmm. that the Lord mm -hmm. is good. Now, and the other thing is, is that he provided the garments. So these people weren't even obligated to go out and buy a suit. How many of you have been invited to a wedding and then expected to go buy a $200? Tux or, yeah. <laughs> Rent it for that much. He's yeah. providing all that. Yeah. And so he's saying these... Yeah, don't worry about your clothes. The adornment. Yeah. He's putting this on. Mm -hmm. So what, what I wanted to key in on is the putting on. You know, that participation aspect of you now putting that garment on which the one gentleman in the feast the one failed to do person, one person he even called him friend still mm -hmm. you know trying to give him a chance you know where how did you even get in here you know without your wedding clothes so this person if we want to just use our holy imaginations this person was the only one that refused to put on the beautiful garments that were provided this person thought that they were su sufficient in their own clothing mm -hmm. and uh, that that should be good enough and enough to sit at the banquet table of mm. the king. Yeah. And so the garments giving that were give that are given to us to wear this is grace it's grace this is grace that mm -hmm. God gives you he even gives you the garment to wear and the bible tells us in another place that for it is by grace that you're saved it's by grace that we have anything it's by grace that we have salvation mm -hmm. in our life and and experience all of the goodness of god so this garment was given to us and this mm -hmm. is this is grace um so it made me think of a, one of our favorite movies of all time, and uh, it's Spanglish. Oh, yeah, great movie. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, uh, look it up. Um, it's Adam Sandler, Taylor Leone. It, it's just wonderful. So in Spanglish, the Tay Leone character, if you're familiar with it, uh, she's a little type A, a little neurotic, uh, overachiever type um, and she's got a daughter that's a little chubby. She's in that awkward what, junior awkward high, junior high preteen, mm -hmm. teen. Uh, which, side note, if you've got kids that are that age and they're a little chubby, just relax because they they stretch out yep. over time and they work um, it out. You can cause more damage to them by thinking you're fixing them, like Tay Leone thought she'd yeah. do. And so she's got this girl that's starting private school, and she's a little chubby. Uh, so she goes out and buys this expensive jacket, beautiful, expensive jacket. And the daughter's all excited and she's so happy and she goes to put it on and it's two sizes too small. And she's like, well, it doesn't fit. And the mom's like, yeah, but see, it'll motivate you and you'll, you'll want to do good to fit into this jacket. And this jacket is so expensive and beautiful. You're just going to be driven to lose all that weight. Well, it had the opposite effect right. on the daughter. She felt embarrassed, less, less than, than yeah. she felt inadequate. ashamed, inadequate. Mm -hmm. So all of Judged. these horrible mm -hmm. Not to mention her self-esteem. Right. It just had the total opposite effect. And it destroyed this girl. And she just refused the jacket. And mm -hmm. she ran off. Didn't want anything to do with it. Well, the main character 
Floor. 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 Oh, Cloris Leachman is in this movie too. She's fabulous. <laughs> she's hilarious. So Floor comes uh, and, and she's, she's the housekeeper. Yeah, so she sneaks in and she takes the jacket. She lets it out. She tailors it and uh, makes it fit perfectly. And so she invites the daughter one more time. You know, hey, let's see that jacket. It would probably look good on you. No, she refuses. Yeah, try the jacket. And she refuses. And she comes it up. Doesn't it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. You don't get it. it and, and so Flora is just, just tanked on. So those were the words that her her English speaking daughter taught her. Yeah, uh, just so try it on. Just try it on. Just try it on. Just try it on. So she's it like, on. all right, all right. And so she puts it on. It's a perfect fit. Perfect it's tailor fit. custom Makes fit her for her. Makes her feel wonderful and beautiful. And I, I thought of that because I really saw a lot of what we're talking about this morning. And there's another scripture that I want to go to and in Ephesians 6 and that is so a lot of times we have salvation presented to us from Taylioni and well-meaning Christians Mm -hmm. will present salvation to you it's like see this wonderful free gift now all you have to do is live up to it now you have to do is change and do this and feel sorry about who you are and you Mm -hmm. can be like us and talk like us Mm -hmm. and you well, the burden becomes so hard that that Un- you, unattainable. You just, it's unattainable. It makes you feel defeated. You don't want anything to do with it. Or just the opposite, um, that you start working towards it, and then like the like the person at the wedding banquet in his own clothes. Well, right. I've accomplished all of this. Right. I've done this and so. I've you know kept all the all the rules i i you know i've got this ministry or you know i'm working over here and i'm you know so Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm good enough yeah and all of that and you know the bible says that our garments of righteousness are really like filthy rags Mm -hmm. in comparison to the beautiful garments of righteousness that Mm -hmm. god wants to gift us which is another word for grace. Grace. So here in 2 Corinthians 3, 4 through 6, it says, Such is the confidence and steadfast reliance and absolute trust that we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficiently qualified in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency and qualifications come from God. Mm. He has qualified us, making us sufficient as ministers of a new covenant of salvation through Christ, not of the letter of a written code, but of the Spirit. For the letter of the law kills by revealing sin and demanding obedience, but the Spirit gives life. Mm. Amen. 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 So in Ephesians 6, uh, this this idea comes up again, and uh, the Apostle Paul is, uh, these are Gentiles that he's writing to, and they're going through the same things that we're going through. Like they hear the message of grace, and some choose to work towards it. Some just decide to receive it freely and understand that it's by grace that they're saved. And he goes on here and he says, finally, I'm going to read it in the NIV. Then I'm going to read what the message says. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. 
put on. Mm-hmm. So here's this idea again of it's the garment. It's still our choice. Yeah, it's so always our choice. On, mm-hmm. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. We could say systems. Yeah. So therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes or a day of temptation or struggle that we've talked about, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm. With the belt of truth, we're back to this garment the analogy. analogy yeah. So put on the belt of truth. Mm-hmm. You want to have your armor girded with truth. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about universal truths. We've talked about truths that are revealed in the scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that, and that the Holy Spirit would lead us daily in these daily. truths and to understand them. Uh, you want that buckled around your waist, the breastplate protecting your heart, your very core of your being with righteousness, that breastplate of righteousness and how you need to properly understand that it's his righteousness imparted to us. You're, so you're putting this on uh, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. You know, just understanding that true peace comes from a relationship with the living God. Addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, that firm trust and total reliance on God. Those that are, we've all, we all are going through something. And yet we've decided to react in faith and trust. Mm -hmm. I trust that God will deliver me out of all my troubles. Take the helmet of salvation. Mm -hmm. And the sword of the spirit. And and the helmet of salvation, you know, it's right here. It's like in your mind. That's where the hardest battles happen are in your mind. You know, those automatic negative thoughts, those ants Mm -hmm. we've talked about. But we can put on that, um, that, um, another word for the helmet of salvation is the mind of Christ. Right. Which we've been given to help transform our thinking, Mm -hmm. um, because it's so important what's happen what's happening up here. Um, so we've we've got to And I like, believe that's why he uses the picture of a helmet, a helmet because yeah. it's protecting your brain your mind. basically and mm-hmm. a blow to the head, it's mm-hmm. over. And it's that salvation, that mm-hmm. understanding that of true free. salvation. Yeah. So the message kind of says this in a neat way. Let's see, it says be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. And get Everybody a- says, <laughs> amen to, to the men. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. And again, that speaks mm-hmm. to what you mentioned in your thinking. Mm-hmm. We lose track a lot of times of how important this yeah. is. And a lot of life begins and ends with what's in between your yeah. two ears. It's yeah. your thinking. It determines everything. So, And learn how to apply them. Learn how to apply all of these things. Righteousness, peace, faith, mm-hmm. truth. God's word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. 
pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind Mm -hmm. or drops out. And again, that's hopefully what we're doing is Mm -hmm. we're encouraging you, hey, don't give up, don't fall behind. But keep in mind that this putting on is changing this thing. Mm -hmm. And in another place, um, the Bible says that we're transformed by the renewing by the renewing of our mind and how are we renewing our mind well we're understanding that salvation is given to us by grace Mm -hmm. it's a garment that the king is giving you freely to put on and that there is nothing you could ever do to earn it which is it's good news (laughs) yeah uh listen to this in galatians 5 paul is still trying to explain this I am emphatic about this, Paul says. The moment any one of you submits to circumcision or any other rule-keeping system, at that same moment, Christ's hard-won gift of freedom is squandered. I repeat my warning. The person who accepts the ways of circumcision trades all the advantages of the free life in Christ for the obligations of the slave life of the law. I suspect you would never intend this, but this is what happens. When you attempt to live by your own religious plans and projects, you are cut off from Christ. You fall out of grace. Meanwhile, we expectantly wait for a satisfying relationship with the Spirit. For in Christ, neither our most conscientious religion nor disregard of religion amounts to anything. Mm. What matters is something far more interior, faith expressed in love. It's all about love. It's all about love. It always comes back to that. It's all about love. It begins and ends with that. Yes. And it begins and ends with Christ in you, your hope of glory. And you'll find that God has a garment for everyone. That's really the message of this parable. That's tailor-made for each person and by grace it's a perfect fit yeah but we have to receive it right you don't have to work you don't have Mm -hmm. to struggle you don't have to starve yourself you don't have to work hard to fit into this garment that somebody else might think is what you need to be wearing your garment has a perfect fit Mm -hmm. and um, i was going to give one more example of um, uh, coaching um I've been helping my son with some weightlifting because he's doing. He's for sure doing a competition next month, and uh, well, you got to do it with him. Well, hopefully, I can do it with him. But it made me think that good coaching—you don't yell at somebody about all the things they're doing wrong, or just say, "Well, I've I've had a coach tell me stop doing that." Yeah, stop I'm doing like, what? that. What? That's if wrong. I, if I knew what I was doing, I <laughs> yeah. would stop it. Yeah. That does not help me. But good coaching. Sh- tells you what to do right yes and they're like start doing this mm-hmm. you do that you apply it you put that on and everything works out everything yeah. starts working out and that's kind of our approach to this yeah. with you and the message of the gospel is we don't want to harp and tell you everything that you're doing wrong because you probably already know that 
And you may not know that, but what we want to do is point out what the scripture says to start doing. This is the right way to think. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you may not be thinking this way. You may have automatic negative thoughts. We all do. You may react not in faith, but in fear and and worry. Which we all do from time to time. And we all do Mm -hmm. because we're human. But what we want to encourage you week in and week out is we want to point to what scripture says for you to start doing. Um, expect goodness yeah. from God. Simple mm-hmm. things, but hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, understand that your salvation is by grace. It's not by anything you've done. It's not from your religious or background. Or can ever do. It's a perfect mm-hmm. fit for you. So we're encouraging you in this to apply these things to your everyday life and do what works so you'll have perfect form in life. Mm-hmm. And if someone's harping on you about what you're doing wrong what you're doing wrong we don't feel that's the right approach so hopefully today encouraged you um i think we need to just end it right there yes. don't you do you have anything yeah, i just have share? one one little okay. caveat is um i was just reminded um remember that you are not your thoughts we have what they call a monkey mind that's mm. going constantly, constantly, constantly. That's one of the reasons mm. why we need silence and solitude and quiet contemplation um, and learn to let those thoughts come in and let those thoughts go mm-hmm. just like a cloud going across the sky. You are not your thoughts. And, you know, the Bible says that, you know, we can take those thoughts captive right. and, um, and then remind ourselves you know what what does god say about me right. um, and it's always love always love always love and, so mm-hmm. and put it on yes take the time just try it on just try it on that's what we want to encourage you with all of this just try it on yep. see taste and see taste and see all right so i've got a little prayer and benediction for okay. us all today that we can end in we're doing so good on time yeah we're trying, to, we're trying to keep this condensed short and sweet um and just impactful and um be a respecter of your time um so Amen. let's end with this yeah and do do join with us in prayer if you Uh, because we want you to agree with us and we just really want to unite in agreement and pray to God with one voice and uh, pray that his mercy be done in all of your life. And so agree with us in prayer. Oh God, our deliverer, we thank you that you have not left us alone. Thank you for the spirit who intercedes for us. Give us wisdom beyond ourselves that we might see the path you have set before us. Grant us words that bring life to the broken, the suffering, the addicted, the lonely, and those who long for the fulfillment of your kingdom. Mm. In and through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen and amen. amen. Now may the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. May the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. All right, guys. We will uh, next Well, I better leave this on. Next Sunday, I'm leading worship for the Ridge Community Church, which starts at 1030. Mm -hmm. Dawn's got chemo on 
Thursday, Thursday. so she's probably going to be feeling a little puny. My break is over. Uh, but I'm going to try to go online like I did last time and give you a little word of encouragement yeah. at 10 o'clock. So be looking for that. Maybe even show them, if you're in that room, the beautiful bronze sculptures of the, st- uh, the Stations of the Cross. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, or even a couple of Might them. Might do that. Okay, right. God bless you guys. We'll Love see you, you next week. Bye-bye.